What's good, everybody? Welcome to my video on the five things that will kill your music career. I'm Bivon, and on this channel, we discuss relative music industry topics, provide practical information and resources, and share tools to help further your music career. If any of these areas interest you, take a moment, subscribe to our channel, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications as it helps us to rank higher and make this type of content more available to other music creators just like you. All right, so let's jump into my five things that will kill your music career. Number one, procrastination. Oh man, Ooh, this is a big one. All right, so let's first start off by defining what procrastination is. The dictionary defines it as the action of delaying or postponing something. Now, too often do I see this happen within the music community. You have great ideas and concepts, yet you do not move forward with them. You spend countless hours brainstorming possibilities, but lack execution. You scream about things not working in the time or in the way that they should, but too often you give way to the pitfalls of procrastination. You come up with all kinds of excuses as to why you can't do something or why something isn't working out. You spend too much time on social media or playing video games when you know you should be working on your craft, writing your next song, creating your next beat, building that key relationship. This is your music career. You have to get off your ass and execute, right? It is your music career. I've heard too many people say, including myself at times, when I don't have the right equipment, why I have to buy everything first, then I'll get started. Or I'm not in the right city for music. Or I have to wait until all the circumstances are right. Or just whatever the excuse. Let me ask you this. How many beats have you made in the past six months? How many songs have you written in the past six months? How much music have you actually released in the past six months? Have you shot that music video yet? What steps have you taken to move your career forward in the past six months? Hmm? Mm. Right, we all give way to the pitfalls of procrastination. So let's look at four types of procrastinators and see if you can identify with one. Number one is the procrastinator who forces themselves to focus by condensing the amount of time they have to work on a task. For a lot of music creators, the real reason behind this is perfectionism and we all fall to it. A lot of music creators have unreasonably high expectations or standards when it comes to their music which is not a bad thing, but a lot of time it causes you to delay putting off the work that needs to be done, right? I mean, we all kind of fall victim to that at times. As producers, music creators, we can be perfectionists, but a lot of time that hinders our ability to put out the music that we really need to be putting out. All right, number two, this is the procrastinator who is the opposite of lazy. So when they don't do something, they are extremely hard on themselves for not doing it. They tend to blame their inaction on laziness or stubbornness. Number three, the procrastinator who is a pro at filling up their calendar and is often overwhelmed. When busyness comes up as an excuse for not doing something, it's usually an indication of avoidance. Rather than facing the challenge head on or admitting they don't want to do something, it is easier to place the blame on having other important, right? Other important things to do. Number four, the procrastinator who has a terminal case of, ooh, shiny object or squirrel, right? We, we all know those types of people and you may identify with one of those as well. You know, they're constantly coming up with new things to take on and then getting bored with them a week later. They're intrigued by the latest trends or gadgets and will be quick to implement, but not follow through. They are great at making decisions and taking action. However, they end up inadvertently losing a lot of time and burning out because they don't take consistent action in one direction 
long enough to see results. You know, my man Hobson said it best. Your lazy ass don't commit to labor. You pick something up, try it out, and put it down two minutes later. Then you complain about your life because it ain't getting catered. Now, whoever tries to call you on your bullshit's a hater. So how do you overcome procrastination? So here are a couple of tips that I'm going to give you. Number one, focus on your why. Focus on why you are doing this task. What are the benefits of completing it? If you're putting off cleaning your studio, like I did a while ago, but if you're putting off cleaning your studio, imagine walking into the studio when it's decluttered and how good it is going to feel to walk in a super clean studio. Number two, schedule it. Projects that will get done when I have time or as I'll get to it when I have some time tend not to get done very often, if ever. You need to schedule when you're going to work on a project and block out that time. Scheduling is super, super important. Number three, be realistic. Some things take much longer than expected. So bake in some extra time and look for ways to make it easier on yourself. You know when you are the most creative, so determine the best times that work for you. Number four, no more excuses. Do any of these kind of sound familiar to you? What I need to be in the mood. I will have to wait until, you know, I have time. I work better under pressure. I need blank to happen before I can start. Come on now, just be honest with yourself. These are mega super excuses, right? So sure, it'd be okay to be in the mood, but waiting for that to happen can mean that you're never gonna start. Like how often are you actually in the mood? I don't know. Now that depends on you, but the point is don't wait until that mood or that feeling overtakes you. Okay, let's move to our number two, which is inconsistency. I have spoken at length in other videos and in other interviews about the importance of consistency and the damage that it will ultimately do to one's music career. This is one of those areas where actions speak louder than words and will solidify your footing in the music industry if you are a person of consistency. There is no room for inconsistency. Inconsistency rears its ugly head as being unreliable. Imagine if your car's performance was inconsistent, or your lawnmower was inconsistent, or your phone was inconsistent. What would you think? How can any of these things that we expect to work be this unreliable in their performance? We would never invest our time or energy into something that only works half the time. Right? I mean, we wouldn't, but I mean, we want others to do that for us when we are not consistent. Hey, you know, give me some likes, give me some subscribes, give me some followers, but we are hella inconsistent. Right? So inconsistency does not happen overnight. I usually find that people who are usually inconsistent in small areas, that these areas over time become way more than expected. Inconsistency can show up in many areas of your music career and impact areas such as your daily routine, your work habits, your relationships, your personal development, and many, many more areas. I know people just don't wake up with the thought of, you know what, I'm just gonna be inconsistent today, right? But being inconsistent is developed through habits over time that ultimately lead to inconsistency. Consistency is about building small, empowering habits and rituals that you partake in every single day that keep you focused on your highest priorities and goals. Even though the concept of staying consistent seems very simple on the surface, most people do struggle with the concept of consistency. They find it difficult to stay consistent because there are just too many distractions whether it's social media, video games, been watching Netflix or Hulu, partying, hanging out with fellas or the ladies or your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse, whoever it may be, 
can sometimes be a serious distraction. So I wanna give you some practical tips to overcome inconsistency in your music career. Number one, understand what your biggest distractions are and identify ways to minimize or eliminate them. This will give you so much clarity in the areas where you lack focus and consistency and you may be surprised at how much time you're actually wasting on all of these different distractions. Number two, create accountability with someone close to you. Now, this is super important, right? Super important. You don't have them ask you questions such as, did you do that today? How was your practice? I know that we inherently do not like to be accountable to another person, but if you wanna get rid of inconsistency, this is a must. Number three, take small steps daily. There are small tasks that can be done daily regardless of how busy you are or what your schedule looks like. Even the smallest steps will move you forward towards your ultimate goal. Number four, write down your daily, weekly, monthly goals and look at them first thing every single day. You may want to create a board with your goals written down on them. And also doing this will help you to focus your energies appropriately while building daily habits for success. Now, before we proceed any further, go ahead and do me a favor, subscribe to our channel, hit that like button, turn on the notifications, right? You know you wanna do it. You know, we provide amazing content here at We Create Music TV. So just, just go ahead and do it, right? You know you wanna do it, just go ahead and do it. All right, all right, let's go to number three. Number three is negative mindset. There are two main types of mindsets, the abundance mindset and the scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset says, well, if you get some of the pie, I get less. If you get that placement, I won't get one. If you get that connection, then I won't. If I tell you what sounds or what VSTs I use, then you're gonna make a better song than me. And get out of here with that. Because our culture's basis is competitive in nature, which is in its, you know, its own right, it's not a bad thing. It often triggers a belief in the scarcity mindset. This belief that there just isn't enough, right? There isn't enough to go around is extremely self-limited. This type of mindset is definitely prevalent within the music community. Oh my goodness. And I'm sure you have seen it firsthand. And ultimately it will lead to failure. This type of mindset will damage relationships, create missed opportunities, and ultimately destroy your music career. You will consistently operate from a position of negativity and reactivity. Immature people think in this negative and scarcity mentality, which may work in the short term, but will fall apart in the long run. How will you respond and react when that music executive slams the door in your face? How will you react when you don't receive that call back from that top A&R? How will you respond when no one is checking for your music or they won't give you the time of day? Now I've come to realize that a negative mindset is not something that happens over, you know, overnight. It is caused by an ill-conceived paradigm about the world around you and is reinforced by your reaction to an external stimulus and the environment that supports it. A paradigm is a word which means a pattern, a model, the generally accepted perspective. Your paradigms will represent your views of this world, or in this case, the music industry as a whole. It is your explanations for what you observe in the world around you. Paradigms are extremely powerful as they can define and affect the very way you behave and the results that you achieve. Sometimes our paradigms become so far removed from reality that they actually become dysfunctional leading to this negative mindset. Mindset is everything, right? For better or for worse, it is everything. The way you perceive and explain the world has a powerful effect on the results you obtain. 
A negative mindset is almost a guarantee that your music career will be more difficult and less fulfilling than it should be. Further, a pessimistic outlook would adversely affect your health, your relationships, and your professional growth in this industry. Negativity is a habit that is learned. Conversely, so is optimism, right? You can learn both of those. You can teach yourself to have a more balanced outlook by practicing some of these steps. Number one is to rethink your paradigm. A negative mindset is simply one way of perceiving the world. It's, it's only a half truth. When you catch yourself focusing on negatives, force yourself to look for evidence of positives as well, right? You can get caught up in that whole pessimistic world and you don't want that. Number two is to examine your expectations. Begin to approach your music career with the awareness that good outcomes are very possible, right? We're gonna have some bad, we're gonna have some good. You gotta have tough skin in this industry. You're gonna have bad, they're gonna come. You're gonna have good, they're gonna come, right? So examine your expectations. Let your success serve as proof of this fact and gradually replace the pessimistic predictions altogether with positive expectations. Number three, take responsibility. The only thing you have control over in life is you. Yourself, you, nobody else, just you. Placing blame is a defense mechanism and serves no useful purpose. Instead of fault finding, consider how you might have contributed to the outcome. You know, because sometimes, you know, we can be a contributing factor in things not working out, right? So examine and think about how did I contribute to this outcome, whether positive or negative. So use the experience as a learning tool and take steps to better prepare yourself to respond positively and proactively in the future. Number four, seek support. Yep, once again, seek support from somebody else because breaking a habit that has been with you throughout your life will not be an easy task. It's just not gonna be. Let those you know and that you trust, let them know of your efforts, that you're changing your perspective, that you're changing your outlook and ask them to gently point out negative statements and actions. You may not be able to see them, oh, but trust, others definitely can see those. All right, let's move to our number four out of my five things that will kill your music career. Number four is lack of planning. John Wooden, the ex-coach of the UCLA Bruins, had a famous phrase, which is failing to plan is planning to fail. This principle applies directly to the success or failure of your efforts in this music industry. I don't believe anyone sets out planning to fail, but sometimes priorities, too many of these priorities, or time, not enough, or self-discipline, sometimes we have a lack of that, right? Results in our failing to plan, which can make all the difference between getting that record deal or recording with your favorite artist to not getting that return phone call that you want, or you know, ultimately your music career falling short. A lot of people in this industry talk about planning and goal setting like it's something new, right? I've talked about it many, many different times, but we know it's not something new. It's been around forever, right? Planning has been around forever. Most people know how to plan, they know how to set goals. You know that goals are good, you know what they are, and you know that they should be smart, right? We've heard this before, smart goal. You all know this to be true, but the reality is that most music creators do not plan or set goals. Too often people get into this music business without a clear plan, no identifiable goals, lack of understanding of the music business in general, and no overall strategy for how they're going to approach their career. I have spoken with many people, many, many people. I mean, if you haven't seen any of our interviews, take a moment, but don't do it after this video, right? But go back and watch some of the interviews. You'll hear us talk about all these different, different things, right? But I'm talking to many people that just have this, I wanna make it but have no clue how they're going to accomplish that 
or what that actually looks like. Rushing headlong and just doing things without a clear strategy can result in spinning your wheels and heading off in the wrong direction, right? So why don't music creators sit and plan? Why don't they plan? Why don't they set goals if we all know that these things are good for our music careers? A lot of music creators sometimes are under the assumption that you have to have or create this ultimate super detailed strategy that contains every facet of what you will accomplish. And yo, sometimes that can be super scary. But let me be the first to tell you, you don't have to be a super crazy strategy that's super detailed like that. What you need are solid goals that are clearly defined. Goals that make sense for your career. How do you create a plan to achieve your goals that isn't complicated, but still gets you results? I got you. So here are some tips. Number one, set a 90 day input goal. This is a goal that is within your, you, your capacity to make happen within the next 90 days. Input goals are directly within your realm of control and depends entirely on you to achieve it. If your goal is to write and produce three songs in the next 90 days, you know what? That's on you. If you fail, <laughs> that's on you, right? You control the amount of time and effort you put in. Number two, convert your goal into a monthly, weekly, and or daily metric. By creating metrics, it creates action towards your goals. For example, you will need to determine how long it will take you to write and produce one, one song. By determining the estimated number of hours it will take to reach your goal of three songs within 90 days, you can break that down into small manageable steps. Number three, track your goals and metrics. Visually track these goals and metrics so that you are able to see your progression. Find an app, right? There's tons of apps out there that can track your goals and you wanna track it as a graph or as a chart. You wanna see, you know, visually how these things are working for you. Also, one of the things you wanna track is roadblocks, right? If you run into a roadblock, track what those roadblocks are and find ways to deal with it. All right, so let's move into my number five of five things that will kill your music career. Here we go, number five, ego. Woo! Wow, here we go, ego. The human ego is a natural thing, right? We all have an ego. We all have an ego at one point or another. It has been there from an early age, regardless of our race, our gender, our ethnicity, age, profession, whatever. But the problem with the ego is that when it's left unchecked, it becomes the dominant force that guides your creative process and can overshadow your musical ideas and, and ultimately cause your music career to fail. You must be super cautious not to allow your ego to inflate to the point where you cause your own demise. And I've seen that done many times, right? You don't want it to cause your own demise and ruin your own creativeness and collaborative efforts. It is great to be confident in your talents and strong in your abilities, but the goal is to not come off egotistical. Who wants to be around someone who's egotistical? Now, let me clarify. I am not speaking of you know, healthy ego. Having a healthy ego is necessary and important because it helps manage your self-esteem and protects you from the onslaught from society, right? Society has their own expectations, so it helps to keep you intact against all of those crazy expectations that society may have. But the ego that I'm speaking of is what you mostly see within our music industry. You've seen it, you know, the puffed up, boisterous, self-absorbed, self-centered, superiority complex that many people have. Now, I don't even have to name names because they're so easily recognizable. This type of ego is your enemy. It keeps you out of touch with reality. 
Your ego is what prevents you from hearing critical but necessary feedback from others. Ego makes you overestimate your own abilities and worth and underestimate the effort and skill required to achieve your goals. Ego grows into arrogance. We know that, it does. Ego makes you assume that you deserve, right? Oh, look at me, I deserve it because you know of what I've done in the past. It creates this sense of entitlement. If you let ego go too long and it take too much control, you become incredibly dependent on external validation. You've seen it, people want it. You're always seeking praise and admiration from peers within the industry. Applause from the crowd, mentioning of your name in music circles, as well as social media likes and follows, right? You want those. Your ego needs and craves this external validation in order to feel satisfied. You don't believe me? You know, just look at Instagram and TikTok. So how do you keep your ego in check? Well, you know, once again, I got you. I can't have you watch the video and not walk away with tools that you can implement right away. That's just not how we do it here at We Create Music TV. So here are some tips. Number one, check your ego at the door. You know, my man Jay Hatch, every time I go to one of his events, that's one of the first thing he says check your ego at the door. So if he's telling you, or if someone is telling you to check your ego at the door, that means you should metaphorically leave your ego, your obsession with your own interests and yourself, as soon as you enter the meeting, the building, the showcase, the performance, whatever it may be. You have to realize that sometimes some things are just not about you. It's just not. Number two, reflect. Self-reflection is how you understand who you are and what makes you tick which is oh, so I can go off into that about, you know, triggers and things like that. But self-reflection is something that you need to do to understand your own behaviors and how your thoughts affect your responses, allow you to see the parts of you that you need to work on. Number three, admit when you're wrong. Oh, I know that's tough sometimes, but if you're wrong, admit when you're wrong. Taking responsibility for your actions shows a sense of humility. By expressing this humility, you're opening yourself up and exposing your own vulnerability. Your ego is not gonna like that, but it's gonna be good for you. If you overstep boundaries, apologize for it. Number four, make other people successful. Vivon, what'd you say? Make other people successful. In order to manage your own ego, focus on making other people successful. By paying attention to other people's needs, desires, and goals, you are by definition setting aside your ego and self-absorption in order to focus on others. All right, look, that's it. That's, that's what I got for you, right? So take a moment to subscribe to our channel, hit the like button. Now I'm always saying that, hit the like button, subscribe, turn on the notification once again, as it helps us to rank higher and make this type of content more available to music creators like you. You know, I hope you enjoyed my five things that will kill your music career. Don't do any of these. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah.